0: Wake up to find out that you should be on the beach April 19th through the 23rd down in Ventura, California for
1: what? Skull and Roses, everybody. Skull and
2: Roses. Skull and Roses. <laughs>
0: At the very famous and hallowed ground of the Ventura County Raceway Fairgrounds. What? And you know what? It's on the beach, just like Apple used to say. It Five is. days of festivities, Grateful Dead inspired music. It's a... Uh, It's a corny, veritable cornucopia of deadhead A special
2: 420 celebration.
0: That's right. You know, if you're one of those people that likes costumes like Mel... Yeah, I love them. There's the Chinese New Year. There's the uh, Mardi Mardi Gras. Gras. There's a whole... Each day has a thing. Like Apple said, the 420 celebration. There's a new bigger shakedown this year. There's places for you to cool off out there. There's even... uh, If you were there last year, like the layout of the whole festival is different this year. So, look... This is going to be amazing. We're going to be there. Dark Star Orchestra, Phil Lesh and Friends, Boombox. Who
1: Dark else? Star Orchestra. <laughs> <Just>
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like Dark Star Orchestra. Yeah, Why Mitch can't we twice. say it twice?
1: Circles Around the Sun.
0: Garcia Birthday Leftover fan.
1: Salmon. <laughs> Doge in a pile. Oh. Stu Allen and Mars Hotel.
0: And a whole bunch more. Go to SkullandRoses.com and grab your tickets now. There are single day tickets available, but hey, you should get the whole shebang so you don't miss out on any of the fun. It sucks to have FOMO, and I know when I haven't gone to this back in the day, I was feeling like I missed out. So don't miss out. Come hang out with us. Come hang out with the Grateful Dead family. Come get yourself some shakedown stuff, some goods you know, from the lot, and spend some time April 19th through the 23rd at SkullandRoses, SkullandRoses.com. There's a parking kitty. So why not have a venue llama?
1: Why not? You yeah. should
0: okay, that we do. You should check this out. It's a new site in the works by a couple of heads. Llama tell you about it. Ew. See, see what I did there? <laughs> it's oh, called I get it. it. It's called and it's an online online resource that provides live music fans with the insider venue info they need. So this is like the Yelp for venues but done by heads. So like if well, you Well,
1: done if, by music lovers. Right.
0: So, like, if you want to know how the security is at Hampton or, like, if you've been to Hampton and you know what the security is like, you can go to Venue Llama and put it in there and rate the venue. You can even, like, say where the sound is the best inside. What are great places to eat? Basically, what's a good place to stay? Basically, you're giving us tips
1: and tricks on how to visit this venue.
0: So. VenueLlama.com launches in late spring, but they're currently doing a sneak peek for No Simple Road listeners. Head over to venuelama.com to sign up for your free llama account to start rating and sharing your insider venue info today. Llamas can also list their favorite scene-friendly businesses, websites, or podcasts on the Venue Llama Friends page. And it's currently compiling its llama base with as much helpful information as possible. On venues for the following upcoming tours, which is Dead & Company Fish, Widespread Panic, Billy Strings, and Goose. Head over to check out the exclusive beta version on Venue Llama today at VenueLama.com forward slash NSR. Check this out. This is something that if you do any traveling or you go to any venues that you've never been to before, you're going to use this all the time. So please go over there and sign up for an account. VenueLama.com forward slash NSR. You'd be glad you did it. Trust me. Our Grateful Dead family is serving up some of the best food in the Portland area and the Denver area. Two locations in Denver, three locations in Portland, fire on the mountain. They're serving up the best chicken fingers, pizzas,
1: salads,
0: burgers and um, treats and amazing vegan options at all these locations. And, and listen, if you go there and don't have dessert, you're blowing it. Trust me when I tell you deep fried cheesecake, deep fried Oreos. This is the best of the best. You don't even
1: have to get deep fried that Um oatmeal cookie that that I had was amazing.
0: So fucking good. It was for the table. And (laughs) Yeah, you always got to get an oatmeal cookie for the table. table. (laughs) Look, here's the thing. If you don't want to go eat like chicken fingers and french fries and onion rings, they have plenty of salads. They've got amazing vegan options. And if you're not in one of these states like Portland oregon or denver colorado where fire on the mountain is you can go to PortlandWings.com. you can order sauces you can get portland portland wings you can get fire on the mountain swag <laughs> my head's all over the place right now i don't know what's wrong you're with thinking of chicken wings i am fire the on the chicken mountain. wings so everybody check this out the grateful dead family puts love and intention into everything they do fire on the mountain is no exception when you go there you're going to taste the love in the food go check it out fire on the mountain Speaking of the Grateful Dead family, our family over at Shop Tour Bus.
1: Shop Tour Bus. Shop Tour Bus.
0: Are creating some of the dopest Grateful Dead inspired merchandise on the online lot or the lot in the real world. It doesn't matter. They have the best shit in.
1: As I scroll and see all of the designs that they've done, the Let It Grow, the Ship of Fools, the other one, Loser, Shakedown, they are each one is better than the last and the last one was the best.
0: That I have to agree with you and my favorite thing about them is it's not too on the nose. If you don't know what we're talking about, go over to shoptourbus.com and you can also check it out at shoptourbus on Instagram. But these designs are Grateful Dead songs told in the form of pictures and if you don't know what I'm talking about, when you see it, you're going to be like, oh that's really cool. And you know what else is really cool? It comes to you in a hand designed, one of a kind box or an all over print box. It's up to you. you got to ask. And then it comes with all kinds of extras in there too. And some of you are going to get a Grateful Dead bootleg. bootleg in That's right, your order. And you're getting free shipping. So put in the promo code No Simple Road, all one word when you check out at shoptourbus.com. They're going to give you free shipping.
2: And what Apple. also? Also, today is Friday. You have until the end of today if you want to get on there. They are doing spring cleaning, thirty percent off their hoodies. That's Look, these are the softest,
0: oh my most comfortable hoodies on the planet. I'm not just saying that. Aaron's a hoodie addict, I, so he yeah, knows. I have a serious hoodie problem. Well, and
1: he got me a hoodie, and it was, it not was, it is my favorite hoodie. It's one, it's like warm enough, but it's also lightweight, so it's perfect from the winter into spring. So you have an extended life of wearing this hoodie.
0: There it is. ShopTourBus.com. Put in the promo code, NoSimpleRoad.
2: Hey everyone, Chris Pandolfi from the infamous String Dusters here to let you know that my podcast Inside the Musician's Brain is back on the airwaves for season 4, which means it's time once again to get deep with influential musicians from all across the musical landscape to really understand and translate the lessons of success, failure, inspiration, and hard work that are behind the music and the artists that we love. My guests this season include Rachel Price from Lake Street Dive, Sam Bush, Chris Wood, Chris Funk from the Decemberists, Lindsay Lindsay Liu, MC Taylor from his Golden Messenger, and more. Check us out and thanks for listening.
1: We're so excited to tell you a bit about today's sponsor, Music Masters Collective. They are a nonprofit organization that produces unique music events, providing opportunities for fans and artists to meet and collaborate in an inspired and creative atmosphere.
2: Music Masters Collective events give you the opportunity to learn from world-class musicians like Otill Burbridge, Steve Earle, Richard Thompson, former members of the band, the milk Carton Kids, Nikki glaspie The Fab Foe, and Sean Colvin, and so many more.
0: At an event like the Milk Carton Kids Sad Song Summer Camp happening this July, you can expect immersive classes, Evenings of entertainment, excellent food, and a space for a lucky group of folks to learn, co write, workshop, and perform with like minded peers, all with the guidance of Kenneth Pattingale, Joey Ryan, and some of their favorite songwriters. This all inclusive week in the Catskill Mountains of upstate New York is guaranteed to be magical. Scholarships are available. And spots are extremely limited. So visit www.sadsongsummercamp.com forward slash simple to learn more. That's www.sadsongssummercamp.com forward slash simple. Check it out. know no simple road family it's aaron
1: and mel
2: and apple apple what are you doing on your phone man i'm communicating with Corey, producer with, with Corey, our producer Corey, who wanted to know if i know any heady glass artists
0: <laughs> i told him earlier if anybody in the world knew heady glass artists it'd be you so
2: i mean i know of some but i, I just texted as like i know i know several people are apprenticing with like
0: heady glass folk yeah do you, do you guys out there know any heady glass folk? I'm just saying. Welcome back to the No Simple Road <laughs> weekly rewind done in collaboration with the Edible Beats.
1: Edible Beats
0: Out of Denver, Colorado. They are changing the way Denver, you do food and community and fun and drinks and <laughs> <Do> life. <food. laughs> <laughs> they do food. They do it. They, they not only do food, they Change the way that you have your experience when you're eating said food. So, just saying that's a this big is deal.
1: The biggest build up to going to Denver for it's Dick's weekend that there ever will be. No, I, I don't know because we keep talking about the edible beets, and we had that incredible conversation with Justin last year, and got so excited, and we haven't been to denver since then and we That's are so true. it is I, it at least down. i am i know apple is oh, just I like totally that am. I, like emotion and excitement for like come on i just want to go i want to do <laughs> it, i want to eat i that. know
2: you guys do t it's one of my favorite things to share with friends and family to get them addicted to edible beets of looking like my dad ordered the the, the zine the, the zine and has made several of the things he said the ribs were fantastic he's made them a couple times oh, really? oh really yeah and see, and, I'm not and, that big
1: of a foodie, but I, totally, I love it. I
2: already know what I want from like each of the restaurants. I know we can't go to all, we're not going to have enough time to go to all of them. It's going to be Ophelia's brother. I, I'll I, got, tell you now. I got Luca, my friend, I was talking to Luca yesterday. I got him hooked. He was on the Instagram because he's a paella fan like me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, go to L5 on Instagram and look at these dishes. And he was like, what?
0: Well, fuck? like Mel said, and you said, you know, sharing this with other people is the thing. And getting the opportunity to share our relationship with the edible beats with all of you live at Ophelia's is going to be monumental for, yes. for this community. I'm yeah. just saying like, absolutely it's a big deal. It's like introducing your best girl to your family or something. You know what I mean? Or, or like your no. super dope friend that you've, been hanging out with that none of your other friends know and you finally get to all hang out together and go to a show like that's what us performing at ophelia's will be for no simple road that's yeah I'm super excited man i we get to
2: perform break bread like literally
1: and then we're gonna we're not staying it now but we're planning some dope collaborations too yeah so. we don't know
0: what they're gonna be yet but just stay tuned we'll yeah. keep you we'll keep you in the loop as to how that develops it'll and, be a night to remember it will definitely be a night to remember and it's going to be during the, or around the time of the Dick's run. So yeah, mark your calendars tentatively labor day weekend. One of those days, right? <laughs> we'll, we'll let you know what, what shakes out there. But yeah, man, we're, um we're gearing up for another wild summer and uh, spring and April is going to be jam packed and we're off to the races and uh, it's, it feels good, man. It, Finally, like this week was the first day that like the sun actually came out here in Portland. And and when I say two that day, two days, yeah, if you live somewhere else, you're like, oh, you're exaggerating, Aaron. No, I'm actually not. It's been cloudy here since October, basically. So
1: we've had a few here and a there days. Few. Yeah, not
2: not literally like the, not like the up last two though. <laughs> last the last two days. was like Mother Nature giving us a little sneak preview. Like, remember me? Yeah, with a like sh- sexy sundress on <laughs> <laughs> and uh-huh. like like hey me me and Mel crushed it Friday and like oh, yeah, did we a total did. spring clean. It was the first day we were able to like turn off the heat, open up all the windows, let the house air out, clean like like. Deep cleaning. The it house
0: felt like like a maid service came through here.
1: When I when we first moved here, it was in the summer, and I realized like in comparison to where we were, Las Vegas, that people were very active. Like in the, sp- very in the spring a- and summer. Yeah, in this well, I'm talking about the summer specifically, yeah. but in the spring when we first moved here, or I'm sorry, in the summer when we first moved here, and like I didn't understand it because I wasn't a native yet. I didn't understand what the urgency was or like why (laughs) it was so important. Yeah, what's so special? So what? It's summertime. Cause I had my Vegas mentality like, what? The sun's always here. Summer's gonna last for nine months. It's Mm. insane. And what I was gonna say about that was like being back at work, today's another gloomy day always on the heels of a nice day everybody's always talking about did you catch that weather did you go outside was it nice did you walk your dog <laughs> what like did you, do? did you in your garden everybody's like the gardening and and it's just really cool for an entire like community that's not like a music community or a specific just like a a life community um, to have that in common where everybody's like excited to get in their garden beds and excited to walk the dog. It is
2: exciting up here. (laughs) I was excited this morning. I told Aaron and Cody, I was like, we have the new batch of squirrels. Who's Cody? Huh? Cody for, I never you know, get to see never anymore. the other half of the other half of geriatrics. <laughs> right. They were jamming today. Uh but I was telling them we the like the squirrel, like everything's coming to life. We've started to see moths in the evening. He said mm-hmm. the honeybees are coming out. Oh, cool. We have four new baby squirrels that were chasing each other. One of them's like a blackish red. He's different than all the others. He's a, he's a demon squirrel. I already dubbed him like Flash because he's got like a red Tent to flash them.
0: flash hundred yard dash
2: uh-huh it's, it's exciting when spring starts up here when soon. it is when
0: we very first moved up here one of the <clears> first <throat> um visitors to our house was my friend dave and him and i have been friends almost as long as me and apple not quite but almost and uh he lives in eugene and when we moved up to portland him and i reconnected and he came up and visited and we were taking the dog for a walk and uh it was you know my first spring here and he was like hey just so you know like around here when you see the daffodils coming out yeah. that's how you know spring is coming and i had never experienced anything like that and mel and i took the dog yesterday because it was sunny out and that's what you do now when the sun comes out you take the dog for a walk
1: also we had a really big
0: dinner, Amazing dinner. and
1: we needed to walk yeah. it off and darwin
0: <laughs> went for a walk that yeah. makes me happy and uh we were walking down by our neighbor's house and there was a bunch of daffodils coming up. And I was like, oh, look, Mel, it's time. It's coming.
2: And it's dope up here because they grow, they're on the side of the highway. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're daffodils. We were like
1: giving daffodils at work today away.
2: I, I never knew anything about any of that
0: stuff when we lived in. I R-Z. didn't know what a daffodil was a daffodil? versus a
1: hy- hyacinth. hyacinth versus freaking hydrangea. Yeah, none of that.
0: <laughs> so, that all that to say, I I want to talk to you guys this happy week. Happy spring! Yeah, happy, happy spring. spring. I want to talk to Get you guys sprung. this week about change. Change. Yeah.
1: Quarters, nickels. Okay. Um, good. Half dollars, <laughs> yeah. silver yep. dollars. Pennies. No.
0: Um. It can be. Uh, this time of year is this other time of year when people start making resolutions. Obviously, New Year's is when. Really. Yeah. I didn't know that for Uh, real. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, New Year's is when everybody's like, "I'm making my New Year's resolution. I'm going to stop eating candy or whatever the fuck." I'm going to start
1: exercising. But in
0: springtime, people are like, "Oh, summer's almost here. I'm gonna I'm gonna start going to the gym for my beach body." And you know, people start making life hot girl summer. Yeah, planning for different shit. I I didn't
1: know about this. Truly,
0: yeah, that's a thing, and it can. I guess what my question is when you finally realize that like, okay, there's something in your life that you've identified that like isn't serving you. Right. And it's maybe it's not like causing you ill or, but it's something that you need to change. What are, what are your like, do you have a practical Method that you go th- through to try and like um, make the change happen. Because I know, I know for me, there's, there's like, I, I have, I have an example.
1: Okay. Well, why don't you give it, your example to yeah, like, yeah, give yeah. So that we could have a better a understanding. Template. Yeah.
0: So I, I talked about this a while back um, on the show. Maybe during the holidays, just after. I was really, really struggling with, like, body image and diet stuff. Yes. And, like, if I'm being honest, like, in in a depression. But didn't realize that's what I was dealing with. Like,
1: just. Because it was the first time or because.
0: Just because. I don't know. It definitely wasn't the fucking first time. I've been dealing with this shit ever since I was a teenager. But I just didn't realize that I was depressed.
1: No, what I meant was not the body image part about the teenager. What I meant was like, because like it was the first time you were dealing with depression, like that you knew about it or. No,
0: no, it it was just I just realized it. It wasn't. I, I remember when, too. I was out on the porch. You had left for work. It was. 4 4.45 in the morning or 5 o'clock in the morning or whatever. 5.45. Thank you. 5.45. That's when I leave. It was dark. It was raining outside. The sun wasn't going to come up until like 8.30, 8 o'clock. And I wasn't leaving to go anywhere. And I was just sitting out there. And I felt so sad and like angry at myself and alone in how I felt. Even though that, like, I live with three other well, people and a dog, it didn't matter.
1: I think that's what depression that's does. That's a like sign it, of depression. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. matter who's around. When you're around. surrounded
2: by people who love you and you feel alone.
0: Yep. Mm-hmm. And, and I, I was like, oh shit, this, what I'm feeling right now is depression. And what's making me feel depressed is the way I feel about myself. And I, the reason I'm feeling like this is because I'm not <laughs> doing anything. To make myself feel better. And for me, it's a um a vicious cycle of realizing or not realizing that uh I get angry with myself and then my fuckets kick in.
1: Case of the fuckets. And then my my fuckets. Case of the muckets. Yeah.
0: And then my (laughs) fuckets make me feel like shit about myself. And then it it's like a
1: self cycle
0: perpetuating cycle of
1: it keeps you there a loop,
0: a feedback loop and and it's also like really uh old negative self talk programming that's running in my head that I hadn't identified, and um actually, you know what this is a a couple of weeks after new year's, okay, and uh I was like. I'm not taking care of myself. I'm eating like shit. I feel like shit about myself. I don't like the way I look. I'm like low-key or high-key embarrassed, you know, like period. And um, I need to do something about it. <laughs> and for me, like, it can be something small that breaks the cycle. So what I decided to do was...
1: Back in January. Yeah.
0: Was to start taking my vitamins again because I had stopped and uh, just doing that, waking up in the morning, um, taking two or three different vitamins that I like to take, broke me out of that cycle of feeling like I wasn't doing something about it, Right. And then once
1: a little tiny bit of momentum, uh,
0: just the tiniest bit. And once that started, I was like, Oh shit, I'm missing exercise. And then I started exercising again. And once I did that, I was like, Oh shit, I'm not eating good. And then that, you know what I mean? Like one thing kind of incrementally led to another. So for me, it was, When I asked you guys, like, is there anything that you do, like steps that you take? Mm. For me, it was just doing one small incremental change.
1: Toward the direction that you're, you know, feeling. To break me out of the
0: cycle of feeling helpless and at the mercy of my own negative program that plays in my head or that played in my head. And, and also like watching the, uh, Jonah Hill documentary about his Stuts. stuts. watching that made a huge impact on me too. Not so much like if you've seen it, he, he has all of these, um, what does he call them? Things that like the little cards and
1: I don't know what he called them. I forgot. I can't remember
0: what they are, but anyway, these little things that he does to help him get through the day. It wasn't so much any of that. It was seeing Jonah Hill take out a cardboard cutout of himself when he was a teenager and heavy and saying that like, he felt like that guy was what was holding him back. And he was embarrassed of him and that he had to like overcome that. and befriend that person,
1: yeah, and like treat that little sweetheart that was getting bullied by all those people that are making fun of his weight and his braces and how he looked, and he was doing it too, and
0: and inside. covering it up with self <coughs> self deprecating humor, and well, when that's I, the
2: guy that needed the love,
0: right? Yeah. Yes. So yeah. when I saw that,
2: <clears throat> it made me
0: realize that I,
1: you were doing a version I, of that. I
0: totally was doing that, like whenever I would like think of that time, I would be like, fuck that guy. Like what a wimp. You know what I mean? What a worthless. Like, and now like when I'm at the gym, I picture that kid running with me and like, come on, man, we're doing this together. You know what I mean? Cause, and it helped, it's helped me to like move past all that shit. So I say all that to say,
1: well, you're telling your story too. It's,
0: just the one incremental thing of like, okay, I'm going to wake up and take my vitamins. There was a story I heard about a guy that was like, I think I might've talked about this on the show before a guy that was super miserable at work. He was working from home and he started microdosing LSD and the integration coach was like, wow, you really seem different. Like what, what happened? He's like, man, I had a breakthrough and the coach was like, whoa, what happened? He's like, well, I've been microdosing LSD and working from home, been really miserable. And I put on socks and the guy was like, what the fuck are you talking? About? You put on socks. He's <laughs> like, I realized that my feet were cold and it's been making me miserable. And I put on socks and my days have been a thousand times better. I have more energy. I'm happier. Thing. One little thing made the hugest difference. So for me, it was, it's just doing something. As opposed to nothing that can break me out of that cycle what what about you mel what is a city without its music the legacy of the new york philharmonic is incredible nearly
1: two centuries of history that's a lot of music and a lot of stories
0: i was sitting on stage for the very first time thinking i can't quite believe this is happening
1: Join me, Jamie Bernstein, as we explore the history of the New York
0: Philharmonic. It's the NY Phil story made in New York, a podcast about a city, its people and their orchestra. Listen wherever you get podcasts.
1: I have to agree with the small gesture um, because it's not they may be a bold, small gesture, like like something that has been bothering me and it kind of still does bother me. Um is that when I worked back in Las Vegas, I had so many opportunities to take classes and learn a lot. Um, when I was an esthetician, there was always like, um, you know, other estheticians or um, reps that had, you know, different product lines that would come in and teach classes. Or if we learned new treatments, we had to have somebody come in and train us on these treatments. Um, Also, there was like an opportunity to have my tuition reimbursed. So if anything I wanted to learn about, I just went ahead and did it. And when I moved here, that all went away. And I didn't realize it, how much confidence that learning gave me. When I, the further away I got from living in Las Vegas and not taking classes, the less confident I became in myself. Mm. And- it bothered me a lot and it's like I said, it's not all the way gone. It still bothers me um, because I, if I don't feel like I'm learning anything, I don't feel like I'm growing. And so I had to realize that, you know, first of all, I can't make a blanket statement like that about myself because I'm always learning something no matter what. But it's like, it's, it was my context. Like that was how I I felt like I was learning. I could, I could measure it. I could use my skills that I had learned on a previous day on a client the next day, you Mm -hmm. know? And so I would have a practice or, you know, now um, I, it doesn't feel that way. And also my interests have changed. The things that I want to learn about are different. And so something that I did recently was reached out to one of my friends and um, took a online class with her. We just made our own appointment, and we started um, doing the facial diagnosis. And it's something that I had been wanting to learn about that she's really astute at and really good at. And that day that we made that appointment, and and we stuck to it because for whatever reason we had to cancel the first one. Um, but like after that, I felt like I was on cloud nine. I felt like there's no way that I could learn that entire facial diagnosis and and it's a lifelong journey yeah. to do that. But
0: it's like learning
2: acupuncture. It's like
1: learning the banjo. Right. I'll, you'll always have to practice it. But you'll you always did the hit.
2: thing that opened it. You started yes. mm.
1: it's I started it and I, it made me realize like you're always learning, but you have to do something to make like me personally. I have to, like apply something. I have to like, so the next, you know, the next day I went to work and I was talking to my boss about it. And I was like, do you want me to do your, your facial diagnosis? I need practice. And she was like, sure. So she (laughs) said,
0: and she
1: sent me pictures and stuff like that. And I've been working on it and stuff. And then I took pictures of Apple and I'm still, you know, learning. So it's taking me a while, but like, it started something in me that made me realize that I'm not stagnant and that's what I was feeling like. I felt like I was stagnant and like I'm not using all of the knowledge that I had learned before. So that's not going anywhere. And I'm also not learning anything new because I'm there's nothing to apply it's it like to. It's all shelved. Exactly. And, and that's how I feel. I feel irrelevant. Like.
0: It made you feel like that.
1: Yeah. It made me feel like that. Like it's like your favorite doll from when you were five. Like. Who cares about her what, now?
0: What made you even able to identify that that was a thing, that that was the thing that was...
1: The learning part? Yeah. It's been bothering me for years since I moved here. It's like a, like if you have a problem with your, your weight or your, your appearance that's bothers me also because you're very smart. Like you're a very intelligent person and you learn very easily. And it's not that I'm comparing anything to you, but like that is, I've always been attracted to that. That's one of the things I'm very attracted to with you and the fact that you can pick up anything and just like learn about stuff. And like, especially like with um with the show, like, Oh, I need to learn how to, you know, these new mics we got and then you'll, read about it, learn about it, input it into the computer and you just do it. And it was, again, like I said, like I'm not comparing myself to you, but that's like looking at you as something that makes enforces in me that that's not what I'm doing. Do you wow. know what I'm saying? Yeah, it under it underscores that. that that's not what you're doing. And so even just like well, another thing that I did to get out of it was find my banjo teacher and like the thing that you do about like you were saying how you would um, do like negative feedback loops to yourself. What I would do is like, I would disappoint myself so that I could keep that loop going. So I would like cancel my class with my banjo teacher for no good reason. And like I could have done it. I could have scheduled whatever else I had around it, but I would so that I wouldn't get better or I would straight up self sabotage. Yeah. Yeah, that's, I mean, you know it because you No, do. yeah, I, I, that's, that's what that's my, um, that's one of the things that I have to work through as being Melanie. Like that's a constant thing for me. It's not, um, <coughs> I'm sharing it now, but it's not new to, to myself. Well, I, I, I'm just I, sharing it. Like, you know I remember,
0: mean? I remember you saying the other day, like <clears throat> you remember your mom saying that you weren't you're not the artist. Oh yeah. Or you're, you're not a musician and that's sabotage. Right. So then,
1: well, I think that my mom would, you know, it's like when you see your kid and they're definitely not the athlete and you're like, buddy, maybe try to pick up an instrument, you know, like (laughs) you don't mean it mean because you want to see your kids succeed as your parent. And you're trying to get them to maybe focus their energy on something that, they can see, um, you know, like f- something come to fruition, but it, that shit's hurtful and it stays with you forever, you mm-hmm. know? And like, I, my mom saying that to me, like also like lately, there's so, so many things that my mom has said in my childhood that, that I am working through. I think 2023 is a year of like uprooting all of those, um, things that were said to me s- I was talking to her the other day about it. She doesn't even remember some of that stuff. And some of that stuff is etched in my mind forever. Never forget. Yeah, exactly. So like, it's not even her problem. It's my, it's my thing, you know? And so I just, um, I, I really value intelligence a lot. And I value that in myself. And I don't mean like I need to be the smartest person in the room. I just mean like, constant learning is something that to me is sexy and beautiful True. and exciting intelligence is attractive. and yeah and you know you were looking at pictures the other day and you were like look at me and i've always seen you the same way period it's crazy i've always seen i don't get me wrong i know that you know you're bigger or smaller or whatever but like
2: it doesn't it seem like doesn't
1: it yeah it's it, still the same it doesn't person. phase me it doesn't like shock me it, it, none of it it's like your brain's always been there and that to me is the best part wow Oh, yeah. well, thanks
2: yeah, the brain and the heart but yeah, the, yeah the exactly the, the inside stuff what i love the
1: inside stuff so i guess my my long long winded answer was i put myself out and i made myself follow through and and like hey sarah how about you know the thirteenth at two p.m. I can't do two. How about three? Okay, let's do it. So then for booking you, it.
0: It was more of a like, I'm buckling down.
1: Yeah, I know how to buckle down on myself. I I can do cold turkey stuff. I'm be like, no, you're fucking waking up at four a.m. now, and that's it. And you just I I know how to do that to myself. I know how to (sighs) like, (laughs) to a fault. It's yeah, I know it's very extreme. Like as extreme as I am, like lackadaisical and like lighthearted and fun. I can literally militant and fucking put my hair in a tightest ponytail with no give and be like, no, you're doing this. (laughs) Come on. <laughs> yeah. It's like from dominatrix to like Got Mickey Mouse. Ear. Like, ah, that is fun. Yeah. And then he's like, you better fucking sit down and <laughs> shut the fuck up. Do you want to restraints it's, yeah. it's how I was raised. And like, as crazy as I talk about in like my childhood, my mom's craziness did help me to gear my, like pull my shit together. That's, that's how I have that. It, it, it's so, it's. I'm learning how to not make it like, I'm learning how to use it instead of it being be, a it being yes, exactly. Like wield it instead of like it hurt my thirty years where I could have been It hurt my singing. feelings thirty years. Yeah, ago. like um my feelings are still hurt. Like, no, bitch, just buy yourself an instrument and practice and get yourself a teacher. Take ten minutes, fifteen minutes, ten minutes, whatever how much a day, like do it. And so that's like I'm still learning that. Like mm-hmm. at forty four years old, I'm still learning how to, um, balance my, um, very extreme ways of like behavior mm. change. And that, Go ahead, Apple.
2: I was just Well, that stuff's crazy. Like you're saying a lot of things that really hurt us and we drag with us for our whole lives. So I went through that with my dad years ago, Of bringing stuff up. It wasn't a lot of terrible time, but the times I brought up, he's like, I don't even remember doing that. I'm so sorry. Mm-hmm. Like, like,
1: yeah, the other day when like I mentioned that, you, you have that. it in
2: your mind for years. It's like they fucking did that, to yeah. Me.
1: Like, they, like mm. they
2: intentionally, and, and it's like it was in passing, they yeah. had a bad day, exactly. They yelled at Apple. their kid. Exactly. Well, that's something
0: that I said to, to our kids several times is like, hey, look, I'm me and your mom are just other human beings on the planet, we are not special. We don't have a guidebook on how to be parents. There's
2: no, we don't know what the hell we're doing with the answers. We are
0: doing the best we can. So if we've made mistakes, I'm sorry. Yeah. Like we are trying upsetting
2: you. Yeah. Tell me.
1: When I mentioned that to my mom the other day, she was like, I never said that. Like not even like, um, trying to deny it. She was like, like literally, Literally I never, I never said that. I was like, yeah, you did mom. I will never forget that. Well, I didn't mean that. (laughs) And I was like, well, I just want you to know that it's taken me this long to realize that you were wrong. And then also this long to like undo that. And now I'm finding my artistry.
2: Well, that's also comes from kind of like an older mindset, too, of that. Like, you know, you you know wake up, you got to make money. Like the, the yeah. little cartoon my dad sent me with the, you know, I want to grow up and be a musician. And dad looks at him and goes, we can't do both, son.
1: Uh, <laughs> you know, it like that me whole mentality of me like, mm-hmm.
2: of like artists are not, you know, like you, yeah. you better have a backup plan. You well, need to become an accountant. Well, and or straight something.
1: up, my mom was a very talented um, artist and her her dad was not about it and just put it down and, didn't want her to do that and I learned this the other day through that same conversation that my mom always wanted to be a cartoonist and I never knew that and she would draw cartoons all the time when I was little like Mm -hmm. Bugs Bunny, Daffy Duck, Smurfs, Care Bears like she always would do that and then she ended up going to fashion design school because it was still artsy but more like i guess it, it was a, it was more like, of a career yeah accepted. and she never used it except to make my sister and you know my clothes when we were young but like that's like a dream that she's 65 years old and she still remembers that she couldn't be a cartoonist oh man do you know like yeah. that's, wow, a she's, that's, lo- that's
0: a life that's a that with, with her mm-hmm. what what about you apple you have any
2: I was gonna say, right? Well, they, I'm glad I'm last because I, I I'm a work in progress at the moment, uh, of of changing and realizing mistake. I I've been very good at my whole life of, uh, more, more instead like you're saying. I get I get mad at myself. I get depressed at myself. I'm very good at blaming it on other people and the world okay and like looking at it which which it is that that's why i had to like quit watching the new it's very easy to get distracted by everything else that's going on around you and live in that world instead of looking at yourself that's true and i didn't realize necessarily i was doing that because you know like
1: how did you realize like not ignoring
2: my yeah more more just recently and probably like the last six months and especially really recently with like stepping away from a job i was at for five years where i did get kind of lazy bad eating habits like you know a lot of bad habits that went hand in hand with the same thing blame it on the cannabis industry because we're a bunch of stoners what's well, not the cannabis industry's fault it's now, there's a lot of healthy fault. stoners out yeah, there doing I, the do- yeah they're I a lot I see
0: Magnus showing up to the cannabis industry yeah, yeah, buckets yeah. of gu- gu- broccoli so, <gasps> Dang. And, then,
2: and then dealing like like right now I'm a covid when we were, we were talking to Will talking about covid and stuff one thing COVID did too, I think for most of us, is prepared you for fucking shit. Yeah. Like like, like when shit happened, like right now waiting, my, my surgery is going to be on Thursday and this is finally, this is something that's been, I, I was dealing with this back in Vegas. We've been over here almost seven years. I was dealing with Vegas for about two, almost a decade.
1: Wow. About
2: nine years of on and off with hemorrhoid issues and wow. stuff and gut problems and th- this is i'm finally heading towards what a 90 percent chance like resolution and like the covid shit made me more prepared for this to be calm about things because mm-hmm. it could always be worse
0: but what you said that you and realized I, this recently what made you realize all that
2: what what made me realize well mostly what made me realize it is just since the beginning of february is stepping away from a job that i was like like like, we're, like you said earlier, to like the momentum was just pushing me. Yeah. I was not I was not reacting to making decisions for myself. I was just going with what was thrown at me instead of because like, I'm always part of myself. I'm really good at scheduling, taking tasks forethought. that was gone. It was just like oh, shit just tumbling over you and you're dealing with it as it's fucking already washing over you. Instead of fucking grabbing it and organizing it ahead of time and being more sound mind,
1: yeah, more involved in your life instead yeah, of just it. And happened. now
2: I've been, I've had the good fortune, bad for, like, like good fortune to have a little bit of time off, and my schedule, my you know, surgery got rescheduled, so it's given me another fucking month. Which everything happens for a reason, but I've been, I've been, you guys have said it too. I've been proud of myself too. I'm making, like, not making myself. I'm enjoying the podcast even more through this because it's it's uh and that's not the right word like it's all i have it's the most important thing i have right now mm-hmm. and then you can move out yeah because right now i can't do anything about my health my health is on hold i'm going back good days well, bad days they've can, all pretty much become bad days yeah you can
1: do things to improve your health you just can't Which do I've been doing. that like like, yeah. like eating
2: better realizing things that are fucking me up when i eat them being more sensitive towards all that and then what once i get through this and then heal i, I just i can't imagine you brought it up mel when you were talking to me the other day you're like just imagine when you get over this if that is gone if that is fixed and it's no longer a problem because i'd go like every three months and it'd be good for Another month or two. By the time it came for another treatment, I'd be miserable again. It was a constant.
1: It's like you're bracing it was, yourself it was just in better life. Better, worse,
2: better, worse, and now with the hope of it being fixed, mm. and, and heading into springtime and all the stuff that's going on. I just, I have, I have high hopes. And I have idea, but it's not one of those things like I like I always hate, like you brought up resolutions that, that I've learned no. that at this age that like my dad recently, my dad's quit drinking again. But like he said this time, this time and this time, that's why I said it that way, because that's how a lot of people that are addicts and stuff do it. Yeah, I like, quit doing oh, I a bunch quit of times. For the rest of my life, this is the first time i ever heard my dad in his 80 years on this planet say, I'm taking a break. He's all, I am not going to say this time that I'm never drinking again because that's too much pressure, and that's not what I mean. I need to get healthy again and then enjoy occasionally, like saying never, Fuck, cut this off forever. You know, it yeah. it's healthier, change is too. Change hard, dude. Yeah, change is hard. And the other thing, too, we talked about this last week like with self-care, It having... <laughs> having realized like through COVID, who, who what what really matters at the end of the day when everything's taken away what matters is your home mm-hmm. the people closest to you and everything and having you guys and Ryder and even Darwin Darwin's the best nurse when you're home mm-hmm. and not feeling good
1: he really he always is.
2: checks he's on so you mm-hmm. and especially as he's getting older he needs nursing too yeah. and extra <laughs> love and stuff mm-hmm. it's he- just right now is a really really up in the air, time kind of is how I feel it's in my full head. Of change. Oh, yeah, yeah, I have so there's so much, there's so many things right now, but I feel organized. I feel like I've taken a deep breath. I, I feel like I'm ready for this change and to kick ass. I saw a, a
0: post, Avi <laughs> Marcus did. He was, it was him, a poem that he wrote, and he was like speaking the poem spoken word style. And basically, what the poem was about was like, you, when you're healthy and you're doing your thing, like everything is important to you. Like money is important. Your job is important. Your friends are important. And, but when you don't have your health, that instantly becomes the most most important important. thing on the planet period. Because without that, all that other stuff doesn't matter. All the money, all the stuff, all the people, all the shows, she all the any, job, you, you, none of it. You can't do even your
1: spouse. You're your number <clears throat> one. Like if you're not healthy enough to
0: maintain your relationship. yeah. <clears throat> so it really, it stopped me in my tracks. I was like, wow. Cause I've thought about the times like when my back is fucked and I can't appreciate anything or go anywhere. Or like when you're down with the, the flu even or a cold or you got to get or better a
1: bad sad mood yeah that I, can be detrimental
0: it, it's all encompassing yeah and so it got me thinking about springtime and change and like doing better and and all that and you know on the heels of like we apple said talking about self-care last week like you can want to do that stuff but that doesn't mean you're gonna do it you have to make the change somehow
1: Okay, so uh, on the flip side, what are some things that keep you from changing the things that may be not good for you?
0: Fear, uh, fear of being uncomfortable. That's, that's being brutally honest with myself right there. That, that's number one for me, I think. Fear
2: of being uncomfortable. Number one for me is just straight up laziness and that's rampant in this. Well, not just country world.
0: What about you, Mel?
1: My mind, my mind keeps me from doing everything.
0: It like, well, I think that's everybody. Well,
1: but like it's, it can be based on fear or laziness or anything, but if I can talk myself into or out of anything, Literally, it's get crazy. up and go right now. I don't want to. Oh, fine. Okay. And then you just do it, right? Like, but you're, I just, um, you mentioned Apple about like me. I said something about um when that sickness isn't there, right? And like yeah. all this extra space. Ever since the tail end of last year, that notion has been really heavy on my mind. I, I mentioned before, there's certain things that my brain likes to chew on. Sometimes it's like a group of words or a sentence or a song or a paragraph or whatever. But since last year, um, going to Eugene after the Phil Les show, the notion of clearing out old, bad habits or even scars from your childhood, from your teenagehood, from your early 20s, from from your past, basically. When you, when those things are absent, there is space. And I never thought about emotions as taking up space in my body before. I never, even though that's. And not
2: just space, growth.
1: Well, yeah, you can't grow. Growth, like, there's no yeah, space. Yeah, there's no space, right? So that has, I've I've been really thinking about that and so many, applying it to so many different aspects of my life as far as like, with all this stuff with my mom, luckily, even though my mom has hurt me a lot, I'm st- we're still really I love my mom so much, and we can still talk so much. And that hurt has dissipated into empathy for my mom, mm, yeah. And so, because I'm not hurt, I have space for empathy, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. You made room,
1: and now that I have empathy. There's forgiveness because that is like right on the heels of that. If you're empathetic for somebody, you're not necessarily going to hold shade or, or, or baggage over them. You're, you're going to want to move that. You want to, at least in my body, I want to move that. I don't want to just feel sorry for somebody. I'm the person that likes to help somebody. So the fact that me and my mom are able to kind of like talk about this and like just have these experiences right now, um, Has been very helpful, but getting back to my thought about clearing out old traumas and dramas and stories and reasons why, fears, um, all that in my head, I've realized is too much Mm. for where I'm going now. And I'm doing my damnedest to try to release that this year. That's not my um, uh, what, New Year's resolution, New Year's resol- springtime resolution, or anything. But, that's, but, that's, but it's my overall yeah. like it's a goal that I'm I'm that's a lifeline, yeah. lifetime goal. It's not a and a, something you've been working yeah, on. Yeah, it's something and I've and been we, working on. We talked
2: about this, lately coming into this year. Yeah, this year is a, I can't get and it out. And we've heard from a lot of our friends too, going through a lot of yeah stuff this Upheaval. year. Yeah, yeah. Well, and, and change.
0: Here's the deal. It's the beginning of the week it's you know every every day when you get up you get to start over
1: or there's even in a 24-hour period there's a new hour
0: yeah so <laughs> you know what if there's something that's been hanging you up you know try and figure out what it is and make a little bit of a change just and something like you small. said
2: the little, the little things the one Dude, little thing put on can your mean socks so much. <laughs> put on your socks i've tried to do the last couple of months well you guys have noticed because i don't have a whole lot to do around here so when i notice something i do it yeah something i mean like somebody needs to fix that do, oh, yeah, fix do it do it and then you feel better about it and then it leads to growth and that to space is there else. there's more space yeah. and then you grow in <laughs> and, and it's like now i can do that why just the one thing so yeah. so do something it's called tilling <laughs> do that thing do that thing
0: <laughs> all right everybody that i think you get the idea so for this week just Take some time with yourself. Smell the if you're roses. A, you know what? If you, And if you're yeah. in a good place, celebrate Keep that shit. Keep going, enjoy man. Yeah. yeah. Kudos. It doesn't, it doesn't always going. have to be doom and gloom. Like no. You can enjoy where you're at, too. But hey, if you're not, do do one small thing. Yeah, do and, that little thing for you. Trust me, it'll help. It'll do make one you feel small better.
1: thing and also celebrate it. Yeah. Okay? Celebrate it. Acknowledge it.
0: Right. Yep. That That's it. That's, I think we'll leave it there. Yeah. So we will be back on Friday with another episode of No Simple Road. And until then, here's what we want you to do. Smile a stranger.
1: Pet a cute little doggy or kitty. Safety
0: third. Do just a little thing and celebrate Andy, it.
1: This I'm going to tell you this. If you're somewhere like we are where there's not a lot of sunshine, or even if you are, get yourself some fresh flowers. Cut them up, put them on your table, so when you walk in, you can see springtime in your home. Guarantee you, it'll brighten up your demeanor. Your, it'll make you smile. It'll just do something for you that you didn't expect.
0: Change your picture frame to update your mind frame. Yeah, yeah. we love you guys. Wash your hands. <laughs> Safety third. Hydrate. We'll love see one you on another. Friday. Peace.
1: It is a focus through the spot in the corner that is still intact The react
2: is both a defense mechanism as well as a fear We've traveled this road before, so we may think But it's a tad bit of strange similarity that feed A equals A complex The fears of your past do not equal the perplexities of the current road